0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Skills for Mars Transitions. Today I'm hosting Liz. Liz is an expert in career transitions. She started off at Target, then she successfully went off to build a software company while traveling the world. Now she's enjoying another adventure in her new design company for ergonomic chairs. Join us to get insights from a change veteran. If you want to continue getting career support and insights, consider subscribing to the channel. Every week, someone will share their incredible transition journey. And now I give you Liz. Hi, Elizabeth, and welcome to Skills for Mars Transitions. I'm happy to have you. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. And I'm looking forward to sharing your story with everyone. It's an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you. Would you be okay to just introduce yourself and share a bit of the story of the the transitions you've been through? And then we will take it from there. Cool.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, my name is Liz Mercer, and I grew up in a city uh, called Atlanta, Georgia, which is the United States. And I grew up there, and I went to college pretty close by. I met my husband in college there, and we stayed in the Southeast for a few years. And during that time period, I got a job with a big box retailer here in the States um, called Target. And I did everything kind of from running the sales floor to HR to – I was on track to have my own store um, before my husband and I left the United States to go traveling for about three and a half years – and we started in Southeast Asia and did that, yep, yeah, for three and a half years. And while we were doing that, we started a software company, which helps um, Amazon sellers find profitable products and uh, launch businesses. And it was called Jungle Scout. And then when we came back to the U.S. Um, about, yeah, about three years ago, uh, we did, I did that for a little bit longer with him. And then I left that business to um, create Sleek Form, which is a line of ergonomic office furniture. And I've been doing that for about two years and uh, living in Austin. So kind of been all over the place, left the US, came back and and, uh, yeah, now I'm here in Austin.
0: This is incredible. And what's more incredible is that you started on the the floors of Target, right? And then you moved to HR. Then you decided to travel and start a software company. So totally (laughs) nothing to do with what you've done before totally unrelated and totally unrelated <laughs> and then you give up a software company and you start a design company so that's right what drives this change in you what what makes you want to do something different um i think it's just the
1: itch for trying new things i i kind of looked back at my life i really started to reflect on this maybe about a year ago and what i kind of do in life is i live a phase for like 3ish years and then I want a new thing, um, but it's probably just comes from the desire to stretch my skill set and try new things and kind of fail a little bit. And you know, when you go through things that you are not good at, you learn so much about yourself and about those other topics. And so it's probably just that drive and uh, weird, weird uh, desire to
0: to be bad at some things so that I can be good at it. <laughs> Are you choosing fields, and did you choose the fields because you already had some knowledge on them or some interest in them? They actually kind of. So the software company came from my husband. Actually, he started.
1: He had this idea for a Chrome extension, and so he launched that with another developer, and then it started to just get traction, and he it started to grow pretty quickly. And I realized that his skill sets um, were he needed a complimenting skill set and I had that skill set and because we were traveling and we both wanted to keep traveling, which is probably why uh why we had the desire for it not to fail is because we didn't want to go back home. We didn't want to come back as quote unquote failures or, you know, everyone thought when we left we would be back within six months. And so when we came back after a year, and told them we weren't coming back. We sold our house after a year, uh, and went and went back to Asia. Everybody was a little bit baffled. Um, so, because our backs were against the wall, and because we didn't know where else to to you know find people or anything at that time, we kind of just banded together to create the company. So, the software came from my husband and his uh, his brainchild, and then uh, the line of ergonomic office furniture really came from. Because I was in the software space of trying to find different products that would sell well on Amazon. I was selling a whole bunch of things and I really wanted to learn how to make a brand. And so I had this on on the side and I really wanted to dive into it. And I really wanted to see again whether, whether I could do it. You know, could I figure out something that again was very different from what I was used
0: to? This is extremely interesting because most people go with hobbies, right? then whatever Mm -hmm. they love doing, they just go, they go with that because you have a certain skill you have, you can rely on something that you knew before, or you've learned while you were doing something else. Whereas you're just embracing something totally new.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also there's, there's a whole lot of that though, that's behind it as well. It's like once you've, once you've done something or once someone has shown you a little bit of a path, it doesn't feel as scary anymore. Right. So it didn't feel that scary to me to do the ergonomic furniture business because I had, cause I was, we were selling, you know, various products online. So I had that skill set. I knew how to communicate with factories. I knew how to get quotes. I knew that none of that was really that scary. Um, what to me was scary and different was building a brand because i had never done that before Um, but but finding people hiring talent getting people on board creating new new products new physical products or software products all that kind of stuff felt pretty pretty normal like that was not very um, out of the realm i think you definitely have to have it might seem on the surface it gets very very different from one another Um, And the industries are different, like going from retail to software back to like designing physical products. Those are all very different things. But at the core, it didn't feel that different because I knew, you know, Target taught me how to hire people and how to interview and how to manage. And so I used that skill set when I got into software. Um, And so the new thing for me was just understanding the tech side of things. So I once you once you have a little bit of baseline in one area, the other areas don't seem that scary and that difficult. And the same thing with going to the physical product business. I knew I knew how to create a remote team, and that's what I was creating with Sleekform. Um, and I knew how to communicate with suppliers already because of what I learned with working with Jungle Scout. So, but you have to have a little bit of that because if you change everything, like you've nothing to stand on. If Someone has to show you a little bit of the way, or you have to have a little bit of skill set in something before
0: you can jump in. <laughs> you said that you want it to fail and learn to feel that you're not good at something and that you can learn it. Mm-hmm. Can you describe a bit of that feeling?
1: Yeah, Most so people I are afraid of it. Yeah. I think for me, it's really just, it's an excitement and it's, it's a challenge. And um, especially in this age of having the internet and all every resource that we have available to us, I believe that I can learn most everything. There are definitely industries that you should go to school for and you should, you know, like you, I cannot become a medical doctor from watching YouTube. But I believe that I can learn online marketing from a ton of great people that are on, on the internet right now that can help me, you know, go from my, skill, my current skill set to a different skill set. And that's really satisfying for me. That's really fun.
0: How much did it take you to learn these new things, moving from target to software to learn the tech part and moving from jungle scout then to sleek form to learn the design part and then building a physical product and branding as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's an ongoing process. I don't think, I don't think it's ever done. I think I either get bored or I want to try something new and yeah, I've I've been doing sleek form for two years and if I look at my path in about a year. I should be kind of wrapping that up just based on my history, but I don't feel that way because I feel like it's so different. What I, what I did, and I actually kind of keep a a log or a running journal of various skill sets and things that are hard every single week. And then when I'm ever feeling down about myself, I pull that journal back out and I reread and it's like, Oh, okay. Like I'm not like, I'm actually making steps. I'm moving forward because just you know 4 weeks ago i wrote that that was really really hard insert topic and now i feel pretty confident about that and so just i always want to change and and try new things but keeping grounded and not letting it there's definitely times where you where i personally go through and i'm really down on myself and frustrated and i'm hard on myself for not being able to pick something up fast enough and that's when that personal logbook really comes in handy because I can go back and look at that and be like, okay, like I'm, I'm not a failure. I've got
0: it. I'm, I'm moving forward. It's great. And Tell it's a just a weird that. thing. Cause I know that I want it. <laughs> it's just this weird thing. Tell me a bit about the journal. I think that's, it sounds like a really nice tool to build. So, so what do you put in the journal?
1: When I'm really struggling with something. So for example, um, Last week I was really struggling with right now with my business. I'm going through what a whole lot of businesses are going through, physical product or not, with coronavirus and upsetting my supply chain and things that I really thought I had under control are coming to light and are uncertain, which I think a whole lot of us are feeling right now. And so I just sat down and I made a list of all the things that, that I was frustrated by or that I couldn't wrap my head around and then it feels like a release as well. So I release that into, into the journal and I don't have to think about it anymore. It doesn't really take up mind space anymore, which is a really nice, it's kind of like when you're trying to remember something. And if you just write it down, you're not, your brain's not trying to remember that thing over and over and over again. So for me, when I write that down, it allows me to release it a little bit. And I come back to that journal occasionally whenever I'm feeling um, a struggle or a a troublesome time and I rewrite. And as I'm rewriting, I can reflect on the things I've already written and feel better about where I'm currently at because it's only been like one or two times where I've ever looked at that journal. I've been doing it for about a year where I've looked at it and been like, huh, I'm still working on that. Interesting. And other times it's, I've moved so much um, beyond, so much beyond where I wrote when I wrote that. And so it feels really, really good. And it's not something complex. There's not a structure. There's not a formula. It's really just how can I release it and
0: get it out of my brain? So I stop beating myself up over it. It's a good idea. I might, uh, import it from you as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be- because you get these down moments, right? When you feel like, Hey, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I should learn uh, this way faster than, uh, than I'm learning. Right. And you just feel like you're, you're stuck. So, uh, getting a note to yourself that, hey, you've been through this, 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 and you've learned so much, not bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's- I got it from, there was a friend of mine who has something called, a, she calls it a brag book. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a cool name for it, like a catchy name for my journal, but I don't. Um, but hers is a brag book and she puts, anytime that anyone writes to her something of a of positive value. So somebody emails her and says something nice, somebody you know texts her, anytime that somebody is, speaking about how she is good in the world, she puts it into the brag book. And whenever she feels down, just kind of like what we're, what we're talking about right now, whenever you feel down or you don't feel like you've done enough, or, you know, there's someone smarter out there than you, that's always made the case. Um, she pulls that brag book out and she remembers kind of, kind of where she's at and that people rely on her and people really like her
0: and, um, it helps her as well. Bragg book and Liz book both amazing ideas. <laughs> Liz, I somehow get the feeling that moving from Jungle Scout to Sleek Form, you already had a base, right? You had a, you had a backup plan. Jungle Scout, Scout was still existing. But somehow I feel that when you moved from Target, you traveled, and then you built Jungle Scout, you you were pretty much, as you said, limited resources. Uh you were maybe had money for for uh, a short period of time. Tell me a bit about that. How, how did it feel?
1: Yeah. Do you have any so we, backup
0: plans, resources?
1: I guess when I was never, the, the drive was to cut, not to have to come back to United States. That was the drive. Once we, once we landed in Asia, I always had a, a desire to live outside the United States. I always had a desire to live in different countries and and learn different cultures. I just find such value in that. And so that desire of mine was always there. And when we left, then it became very apparent that I, I wanted some time. I wanted some years outside the U S and the, the desire and drive really came back from not wanting to go back. And, in order to do that, like you said, we had limited savings. We had saved up a little bit of money. Um, We were renting our house out. So our mortgage was covered, which was a good thing, but we needed needed cash. We needed to be able to survive. And so we started in Southeast Asia, which I think was a really, really good decision that we made because our dollar went further. You know, if we went to somewhere where, you know, if if we had chosen London, for example, you know, we would have we have been back in the States before, before six months. Um, and I believe that because our dollar went a little bit further and because we were trying to create this software company that earned us dollars and we were spending something that was, um, you know, we could eat for much, much less than what we could in the United States that really helped us gain momentum. And then the desire to just not go back was so strong. Our back was up against the wall and we really had to And you can't, you're right. Going from Target to the software company, you can't replicate, or I could never replicate that desire and being young and, you know, just disliking the idea of failing. Like I can never, it's a very different feeling now. Um, There's still desire and there's still drive, but there's not the drive that you have to survive. Like you have to make this money to make it work. I knew that I could, my family was here. I knew that I had a support system and you know, if I came back, I could come back with my tail between my legs and just, you know, live in my parents' basement for, you know, a few months before I got my another job in the States. I knew I could do that. Um, And another thing that I did was I left target on good standing. So I knew that if it came down to it, that I could go back. But the second we left, it was like there's no. It's just not possible. We're not going back. It, we're not going to do it. And so we're going to do everything we can to make that to make that dream possible.
0: And so our back was against the wall for sure. Um, may I ask you how much? Not in in value, but did you have savings for half a year, a year when you left to Asia, so you can yeah. start the, the company? I think
1: we had
0: we had a few thousand and we
1: were, we were living in, um, our budget was $25 a night for room and board. And that included breakfast. And then I think our budget was like six, $6 per meal beyond that. And everything else we did went to, uh, help jungle scout, uh, grow and build and, and build the, build the tech behind that. So, I think we could have survived for probably for six or seven months, mm-hmm. I think is what we, what we had wrapped up in our heads. Um, if, if jungle scout had never taken off, if we'd never made any money, if we didn't have anything else coming in. And I was also kind of, I was working part-time as a contractor, um, as a kind of like a data entry analyst a little bit for trends and other things happening. Um, coincidentally on the, on the Amazon market it market it <laughs> on the Amazon market. Um, so that, that background was a little bit, that guy's going a little bit. Um,
0: but we, yeah we couldn't have, we couldn't have made it work for longer than six or seven months. Did you ever get into situations where you thought we're not making it or you knew after three, four months that, Hey, this is going to take off and it's is going to go good.
1: Yeah, we were really lucky. It started to take off pretty, pretty early. I think, I, I quit my part-time job to go to Jungle Scout full-time after, let's see, four or five months in Asia. And, and that was really the, it was also this interesting time too because when we left, we, the desire was to, you know, we just read the four-hour work week. So the desire was to work a little bit and play most of the time. And then all of a sudden, the software company came along that is a really wonderful thing that allowed us to sustain travel and live outside of the, you know, just live this lifestyle that we wanted to live for a longer term. But the downside to that was that we were going to lose the the playtime because we needed to work on this full time. And when you're building a company um, and you and it starts to take off, you're, you're grinding the whole time. You know, we just you know, you wake up and you start working and you you, know, you eat lunch and dinner and then you just keep working until, I mean, we were doing, my husband was doing webinars at two or three in the morning because we were in Asia and the customers were in the United States. So we were just battling these time zones. And that was a really hard, the, the transition work-wise was easier than the transition emotional-wise of mm-hmm. letting go of that idea that we could, you know, we only have this time of our lives where we're young and we don't have much going on once. And if we choose to do the software company right now, we're kind of giving that up. And so we had to really swallow that and and say, what is, what is what we are desiring? And is this the right path? Um, And so making that transition mentally took a lot of willpower and just a lot of like, you know, just sitting down with each other and saying, is this, is this the right path for us right now? And then, and then once we decided we were all in, um, but that transition of wait, we were sp- this is the four-hour work week. We're supposed to be able to like play and make money, and and that's not what Tim Ferriss talks about. He talks about being able to do both, and now we can't do both. So, you know, did we fail at this, or like how does this feel, or what do we want? And you know, you go through all of those questions, and I'm really grateful that I had my husband with me, who, you know, we were able to support one another because I think that's a huge, in order to make these transitions, I do
0: believe you have to really have these support networks in place. Definitely. So what kept you focused? What kept you on the path believing that this is the right thing to do? Was it just a dislike for failure or was there something else as well? Um, I would, for me, it was...
1: It started as a dislike for failure, and then it started to grow, and then it got really exciting because then we were helping real people in the world, and real people were telling us that we were creating something that was helpful for them and was allowing them to change change their lives. Like they could they could leave the jobs that they didn't like anymore, and they could do something online. They could have more flexibility, and they could work from home. and And once those stories started to roll in, and I started to actually see and visualize people behind the computer screen that changed my my feeling for it um the same thing with Sleekform. form the same thing happened with Sleekform form for a little bit of time before i understood you know how these how these products were helping people in their work setups and allowing them to you know live their their day without pain like once once that shift happened it's really, really powerful for me and to really, really see people speaking about something that you do with such excitement and such value and such tenacity, like that's, that's addicting. And so you just want to keep going for that and for them. And I believe that
0: I always want to be part of something bigger than myself. So I'll probably always chase that. did you get to that uh, moment where you can work and play or how do you split the time right now are you happy with that
1: yeah so um i would say the first year after leaving jungle scout and and running sleek farm i took i took a little bit of time not off i just didn't work i was more like 30 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week so i had a little bit more time um and we were trout, like I would take Fridays off and we would travel for long weekends and that was awesome. We had so much fun coming back to the States and rediscovering, you know, there's a lot of beauty here in the United States, which is great and really fun to re-explore. Um, I would say I did that for about a year and, and now I'm in the grind again. And now, now all I want to do is, is work on, work on sleek form and, and bring new products into, into light and have new ideas and. Um, I love building a team and I love having more people around me that are all thinking of the same things and all chasing the same mission and the same values. I think that's really, really fun right now. And so, yeah, I'm back in that. It's all, but it's a balance of like, what, what you want to be doing with your time, right? Like people really love working. People really love traveling. People really love, you know, being at home. People really love seeing different things in the world. Like it, it's all about what you want. And I also believe life comes in stages. And so you just, whatever you want to be doing in that stage, live that stage to the fullest, because you're never going to get that time back. So if you want to be doing that right now, live it until you don't. And when you don't make a change,
0: nothing's forever. You can always make changes. Isn't that uh, uh, something, right? If you'd ask, I'm not sure about your parents, but if you ask my parents, job was forever, grandparents, job for it was for two lives. Uh, they would even have yeah. their kids enrolled in the same company. <laughs> yeah, it is wild to think about the generational differences
1: of the way we look at job hopping or career changing. Or I think that's what my parents, when I told them what I was going to go live in Asia, they're like, that's great. You should do that now because you'll never be able to do that again. And in my head, I'm like, well, I'm doing it now, but maybe in 20 years I want to do it again. Maybe I will. And in their head, they're like, no, like then you would, all these other things you would be doing with your time. And it's weird how we look at them a little bit
0: differently. True, true. Uh, Liz, I can't help by, notice, but, by no, but noticing that you had another shift in your life. You worked without your husband, right? You were at a target. Then you built a company together. And now again, you are on your own. How does it feel to make that shift? Is it better to do it together? Is it does it feel different? How? Yeah, it's a great question. So I love
1: having a team around me. That's what I've learned. I'm not a solo founder. Um I have a small team right now and I really enjoy that. But I love having people around me and working with other people. Um so always kind of do that. And I think Target taught me that. And then I I brought that into Jungle Scout. um, And we had an awesome culture. And now in sleek form, we have another awesome culture. It's really fun, but working side-by-side side with your spouse is a very different skill set than working with strangers on, on a team. Uh, and we did it for a while and I, and it was fun. And then uh, we decided I wanted to do something different. I want a, I wanted to be, I wanted to see if I could do it on my own. That was a huge driving force for me of you know, can I, my husband and I did it. That was great. I did it for a larger company when I was a, a player on the team, but could I build the team? Could I do it on my own? That's a huge driving force for me right now. Um, and small businesses, most small businesses fail within the first three years. And so I know that statistic and I know what I want. And that's a huge driving force for me to, to not be a part of that statistic and to build a, build a great team. But working with your spouse really makes you understand how you how you're a spouse and then how you are a work partner. They're two very different roles. And I had to learn that in the beginning of our working together, we kind of just let everything meld together. Everything was always work. So, you know, when we were frustrated with something, it kind of bled into our personal life. And then if something was happening in our personal life, it kind of bled into the professional life and that does not work. (laughs) I can say uh, that with a 100% transparency, 100% truth, if you let it bleed from one way to another, it's not going to work. Kind of in the similar thing with this whole COVID situation that we're dealing with right now, so many of us are learning to work from home for the first time. And I'm really grateful that I had that experience prior to it because I learned that it cannot bleed. You really do need different spaces and you can't always be working. You can't always be playing. You need a little bit of this mind shift timeframe. Or I personally need a lot of that mind shift and like that kind of like commute time, if you will, like walking to the computer area and sitting down to work. Um, I need that shift. I need that, that difference of mentality. So it's very different and it took, it probably took me three or four months to learn that um, and understand the difference between that.
0: Where are you right now with Sleek Form? We spoke about uh, a lot about Jungle Scout. Where are you with Sleek Form? And you just told me you are still grinding a bit, right? And that that period will be over soon. What are the challenges with Sleek Form right now? Uh, yeah, so the challenges right now are
1: There is, there's such potential for the company and it's really, really exciting. So the challenge right now that I'm facing is not to chase all the shiny objects and to really be able to like build this great foundation because it's really tempting right now to be doing, especially in this, this world of everybody working from home. And and I know there's so many opportunities out there and there's so many things I can be doing. um, And that can feel a little bit overwhelming, but what I'm trying to do is stay focused on building the foundation Cause I believe that if I build the foundation right now and build these, these processes and build this team around me that we can, that we can really, really run in a little bit, but we can't, if we build a shaky foundation right now, that's not possible. So the challenge and the exciting part right now is I have the ability to create a, a foundation that's that you don't get that very many
0: times. And so that's really, really fun. Are you getting any external help, like a coach or a mentor, or you're just on your own?
1: I was on my own for a little bit, but the beginning of this year, I actually hired a coach and she's insanely helpful. She allows me to speak about business problems or business challenges or business wins and understand deeper value and, and meaning in them and kind of how to you know, recollect on that and understand the bigger picture. So that's really helpful. And, um, I would encourage anyone to, to find a time to find a friend, to find a mentor, to find a coach. Um, you know, my coach for a while was just that journal and that journal was great, great to me. Um, but it's really nice to talk to another person, another another human that has experience in, like I'm in the e-commerce Amazon space. So it's really nice to talk to somebody who has experience in that. And then also, I have a number of friends. I'm in a number of um, entrepreneur groups, and that's really great as well to be able to talk to people either having a very similar business or a very different business, but still having a business. And what we can share with each other um, really, really helps both of us or a group of us build great teams and build great companies. And that is very exciting and very fun to see happen and and unfold in front of you.
0: Are you happy with the results so far with Sleekform?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. It's so much fun. It's, um, it's growing like crazy. It's, it's challenging. It's exciting. It's fun. There's wins every day. Um, there's new things that come up every day. No day is the same. It is, it is a blast right now. And there's nothing that you can replicate about being a
0: young, small company. It's it's just a blast. So you're not going to move away in a year. You're still there. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a, It's just so
1: weird to know that that, that is kind of like my pattern and my path. Um, but that's just so different from way I, the way I think of it now. Like some people ask me, you know, a lot of people's goals are to sell their companies and they build them to sell them. Um, which is a fine goal. I think that the process of selling your company is a really interesting process and and a really good skill set to have in your in your kind of army army knife for a business. That's really great. Um, but what I'm trying to do is is very different. And I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell. I don't I don't see it on my horizon. I want to build a company, I want it to be big. Um, And I want to be with it for a long period of time. And the pattern of change every three years will definitely present itself, but I don't see it it presenting itself inside of Sleek Form. I see myself being with Sleek Form and growing Sleek Form for many years and other things in my life kind of changing and becoming a new challenge or a new chapter in my life.
0: If you are to summarize your change experience, which has been tremendous, right? Since, since you've graduated, you've basically changed everything. As Mm -hmm. you said, with a pattern of every two, three years, what would be the top lessons? Top lessons would be
1: to not be afraid of change. The change is a, change is a really good thing and it can teach you so many things and it's always going to be there. So you can't not have it. Um. If you're if you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing. So, you know, really being able to stretch that comfort zone and understanding that if you stretch it, you're going to get better. It's it's inevitable. You're going to learn new things about yourself. You're going to learn new things about a business or a career path that you're in. You're going to grow in every way and shape if you if you exit that comfort zone. So don't be afraid of it. You know, dive into it. And uh, you'll be better for it.
0: If you are to look back, would you have done any of the things that you have done differently to maybe get better results? Or
1: yeah, um, maybe. But it's um, it's one of those things I never really think about because I can't change it. Uh, all I can do is is take that and, and move forward and try to see patterns faster. So. I don't I don't ever look back and say, I wish I did something different. It's more of I did that thing and how does it feel in this situation? And you know, if I'm in a new situation that is reminding me of an old, old skill set or an old challenging time, it's great because I'm aware enough to identify that and I can be better this time than I was last time. So it's not like one or two things, it's really just making sure that I'm aware of everything that I've been through so that when it presents because it, it's always going to present itself again. You're always going to find new challenges. You're always going to be stuck in new loops and you can just try to be better
0: next time. Liz, anything that I didn't ask you that you would have liked to share with the audience? I loved your questions.
1: I think, uh, I think this whole series is very, very fun and really interesting. And I loved listening to the few people that have come before me and I hope that uh, you know what you what you gain from this and what you give to the world with this. Um, so many people are going to find value in. And I think that if people are listening to this and watching this, then one of the skill sets and the values that they already have in themselves is that they believe themselves enough to try to learn new skills and try to learn from others. And so to to keep that a part of their of the part of their routine and and remember that
0: we're all learning new skills. Whether it be on Earth or on Mars. <laughs> Thank you very much. Liz, where can people find you and Sleekform if they ever want to get in touch? Yeah,
1: so you can find me um, on Instagram at Liz, at Liz Mercer underscore. You can find Sleekform at Sleekform. You can find um, our website at
0: sleekform.com. That's S L E E K F O R M.com. I will make sure to uh, add a link to the post. Awesome.
1: Well. Yeah, that's Liz, great.
0: Thank you very, very much for your time today. Amazing story. Thank you for having me. This was awesome.